It's me, Diana. I wanted to talk to you today about community. I've been recently reminded how important strong friendships are in your life and cultivating those. Um, unfortunately, it's not like you can get on Amazon and just be like, oh, I want to order some good friends for this Christmas season, you know? Um, friendship is something that, for me, I've noted is something that I have to work at and it builds slowly. I, I observe my five-year-old and she, we go to the park and she can make a best friend and they will play for two hours straight. And I'll be like, oh, what's your friend's name? She's like, I don't know. They, she just makes friends like in the snap of an eye and little kids are just like that. But as we grow into adults, it gets harder and harder to find people that we really connect with, that we see eye to eye with. I've even had friends that like were really, really good friends. And then I realized I'm like, oh, wow, like the way that they conduct themselves about that thing, like when a hardship comes up is we're not aligned. And so it can it can be kind of hard, um, especially because we aren't people who just are stagnant. We are changing, evolving evolutionary beings. So who I was when I was 30 years old is a much different person now that I'm 50. Like what I crave in a friendship, what I need in a friendship, what I need, period. Like I never would have guessed in my 20s how much in my 50s I was going to really crave alone time and solitary time. I wouldn't consider myself an introvert at all. I love people. But because what I live in a family with seven people and there's always someone here at the house and also because I've really gotten into myself. Like I love my podcast. I love my bedroom. I love my alone time. I just love my own interests. I need to really protect my own peace and have people who understand like I don't want to be out all the time every night doing some new, new social like girls night or whatever. Um, so I wanted to talk about even though that's a fact and that I do really value my alone time, how incredibly important having supportive friendships in your life can be and what like what that precious treasure can do for you if you really put the time and the effort in. And um, it's funny because there's a lot of people in Huntington that I really love and I, I, I regularly in order to keep myself on track and knowing that I struggle with my weight, um, I schedule regular walking dates. And I didn't even mean for this to happen, but the three people that I walk the most with are all actually different kinds of life coaches. Um, and I, I, I didn't even like realize it, but I'm like talking and listening to, and I'm like, oh my gosh, two of them were, and then one actually went to school and became one. So they're all very different types of people, but they all have this like um, quest to be better versions of themselves and quest to help others. So it's been interesting to see like the com the common commonality in that. One of the things that can really, really be an asset is if you're hanging out with people that are better than you are at certain things. So the people I hang out with are really strong parents. Like their kids are doing really well. Um, they're doing great with fitness. Like each and every friendship brings something different to the table that I can learn and grow from. And it is, it that, that doesn't mean that you can't have friends that are in need. I certainly do have friends that struggle in certain areas or they um, 
they rely on me to be better at something and give them advice. But it does help to surround yourself with a lot of people that are doing really well because not only will they push you and encourage you, when you're a little bit off track, they'll be the kind of people that'll keep you in check and be like, hey, you know, let's get together for that walk or what's been going on with you or I see you're really struggling. Um, So it does make a difference to hang out with people that are doing well themselves. Another thing with community that I've noticed is having people that can handle the highs and the lows. So we have a big family, like five kids. There's a lot going on and having people that could understand that like sometimes my plans cancel last minute or sometimes, you know, for all the people that are empty nesters and are able to travel all they want right now, I've got a five-year-old at home. So people who kind of get who you are and are able to be open and accepting about what your life is and and who you are has made such a huge difference in my life because my life is kind of crazy and out there. And I think all of us have special things, whether you're taking care of your parents or maybe you're in a new marriage or maybe you're in a second marriage, whatever the deal is, having friends that can accept that your life is a unique and beautiful one and that it's not going to always go along exactly according to plan and that they can kind of bounce, you know, bounce with you and understand what's going on. That's been a huge one for me. I would say one of the biggest things that I have really noted and have come to rely on so heavily is having people that have the mental strength to be able to be vulnerable themselves and then to accept my vulnerability. Um, to be able to have friends who like can listen to the real, real, like this is what's real. This is the crazy shit that's really going on in this household right now. Cause for me, like I love Instagram. And if you guys ever go over to my Instagram, I do modeling for a local boutique and I talk, I try to talk about vulnerable things occasionally if there's things I want to share, but there's shit about my kids. I can't like, I can't share my kid's story. I don't even can't even share my whole kid's story on here, but I can share the uh, my kid's story with my very trusted um, eye to eye, heart to heart friends, and those are the people that are like, "Wow, dude, that's heavy," or "Wow, dude, that's amazing." Um, as a matter of fact, we had something come up this week, and I was like, "It's like a really really lucky break for one of my girls," but the other girls won't get the lucky break, and. I was thinking not so much of the girl that's going to be getting the break and believe me, she deserves it. But I was thinking of, oh, the other two girls are going to be so jealous. They're going to be so upset. And when I said that to my friends, they were like, yeah, and they should learn to be happy for their sister. Everyone has ups and downs and everyone has lucky breaks sometimes and everyone has hardships sometimes. We help each other through the hardships and we cheer each other on, even though you're not getting the lucky break that your sister did should be something that they're excited about. And I'm like, you know what? I didn't even think about it that way. You're so right. So close friends and community that you are not talking to every six weeks via text, but people that you are regularly communicating with on a regular basis who can hear your story and know what's going on with you on the day to day Um, and can absorb that for you, really can teach you a lot. They really hold up a mirror for um, the things that you're doing really well and for the things that you're falling short on. And I love that. I love having people who will lovingly tell me what they see because sometimes when when you're a mama or a daddy, there's blind spots, things that you didn't even think about because life is coming at you so fast. I think when we talk about friendship as adults, um, 
it can be very challenging. We all, you know, I think there's a lot of us that want that. We want a true, deep friendship, understanding, connection, someone that's going to put as much effort in as we're going to put effort in. But how do you find that? How do you find that in um, someone who wants to meet you 50-50 or at least close? How do you find that in someone that wants that same connection? Um, And that can be hard as adults because, you know, we, we go through, like I was talking about before with Lincoln, where she's five and she can make a friend. I mean, she can make a friend on the corner waiting for the light to turn green in another car by shouting out the window. I mean, I'm not even kidding you. The, the kid makes friends everywhere, and that's how little kids are. And then I've got, for instance, high schoolers, they'll make friends through sports. They'll make friends through culinary class or the different events that they're involved in or volunteering or whatever. And then college, of course. Um, but then as we age, how do we, do we only rely on those old friends that maybe we've changed and sort of um, gone in different directions. Um, I have some friends like that, that like, I'm like, wow, we are such incredibly different people now. Our lives have just taken such different trajectories. But because I knew them in high school or because I've known them since grade school, it's still somebody that I want to keep in touch with. And I don't mean just like send a Christmas card. I mean, like, I still want to keep in touch with them. So that takes effort. Um, I've also noted that if you're trying to keep in touch with somebody, but maybe you've moved states, and I've done that a couple of different times, that takes special effort as well. I've talked about it before, but the Marco Polo app, or you could do Voxer. I particularly like Marco Polo because it's video, and I can be like chopping vegetables for dinner and just set my phone up and make a video. And then that person in whatever time zone they're in, Um, whenever they're off work or driving home from work, can either watch it or listen to it um, when it's a good time for them. So that sort of bridges that gap for friendship between time zones where you can keep up with someone on the day-to-day. And that has been very meaningful to me. I have one Marco Polo that's going on with girlfriends that I know from when I was in like college age, um, two of them living in different states. And then I have another girlfriend who we had babies at the same time. So we've been friends like 21 years from back during my Athens days. And we keep in contact. And it's very meaningful to me to have people who know my story from so long ago. However, I would say back to talking about how do you make friendships now. um, If you want to have a good friend, you've got to be a good friend. Uh, You've got to show up for them. You've got to call them. You've got to check on them. You've got to respond to texts in a reasonable amount of time. You have to not just go to their house when they invite you. You've also got to invite them over. Um, I note that like the, the friendships that are the strongest in my life, you know, I know I host a couple things every year here at my house and invite, you know, it's like open house style. Um, but you can't always be the one that's like going to the other person's house. You've also got to host as well. Or if you don't want to host at your house because some people aren't comfortable and that can be overwhelming, you can be the one to sort of like be Julie, the cruise director. And you got to be old to know what I'm talking about with Julie, the cruise director. That's from love boat, uh, back in the day, back in the eighties, but you've got to be the one that's like, Hey, I'm setting up this cocktail hour at such and such a place. Let's all meet up there. Cause to always be the person that is bringing that energy to the table where you're the one who's making the reservation and coming up with the idea and texting all the people can be exhausting. So it's really important to, um, 
be that kind of friend that takes on some of that and takes on some of that responsibility. Remember too, if you find yourself in a situation where you would like to bring in some new friendships, um, there's always the option of getting involved with something that you're interested in. Because if you are involved in, say, volunteering, or you're involved at the dog park, or you're involved with roller skating, or your kids' sports, or whatever, you're going to meet other people that are doing the same thing. And that's a great way to find people that you already have something in common with that you know, you might like, I know we're getting together this Friday, uh, with the people that go to our gym and we work out at a group fitness center and there's a mixer this Friday. And I'm, I actually don't know any, I, you see them for an hour at a time. They're supportive. We're grunting along together. It's five 30 in the morning, but I don't, I'm like, Hmm, I'm so curious to find out, you know, what kind of work they do. And because you just don't find out that kind of stuff there, but that has been a great way for us to network and meet some other people who at least are interested in being fit in their fifties. Right. Um, I've met people through volunteering. I've met a whole new crop of people through having a five-year-old and starting school again. Um, so if you find yourself in a situation where you're like, you know, I really, things have changed for me. Um, I'm having some big life changes, like maybe I'm wanting to switch careers or maybe, you know, you're, it's a huge change and you're deciding that you want to um, pull some relationships out of your life. It might be something as big as a divorce. It might be some friendships that you just feel like are going in different directions and you don't want to go in that direction anymore. There's always the option to kind of like look back into your old bank of friends and see like, where is an old friendship that I could start to nurture more? And I know I did that with my friend Amanda who lives in the Carolinas because I already knew from, you know, us having, you know, we both have 21-year-olds and that's sort of how we first met was like mom group type stuff. But we've kept in touch over the years, even though she lives in a different state. Um, I reached back out to her and I was like, hey, would you be interested in downloading the Marco Polo app? Which by the way, Marco Polo doesn't pay me, but my God, it is such a great free app. And it's so handy for keeping in touch with people because it's really hard if you haven't talked to someone in like, I mean, with Amanda, it would sometimes be like six months and I'd call her and leave a message and be like, Hey, call me back when you can, but there's a whole time change thing. But to be able to leave someone a note and tell them like, uh, the dryer broke, you know, the mundane day-to-day life stuff, that's where the connection stays. So if you find that you want to go back and reconnect with someone who you already know is a great person, you just haven't made time for each other, that's a great way to do that as well. It doesn't have to be a brand new friendship. It could be rekindling or putting some extra effort into an old friendship. And this all just speaks to how important humans are to one another. We need each other. Um, we need each other to keep each other on the rails and in the, you know, it's like the bowling alley bumpers of life are your friends and they're going to tell you, okay, <clears throat> this seems, what your husband's doing seems a little off base or what you're doing to your husband seems a little off base. You know, they'll, they'll make the comment that makes you start thinking, oh, is this the direction I want to keep going? Or, hey, it sounds like you've been going through that with your boss for years? Is that something that you want to continue doing? Or they might ask you the question, so what is your plan for that? Like, where do you see yourself in five years if such and such is making you really unhappy or you're really missing fill in the blank in your life? Maybe you're missing fitness in your life and you're always complaining about it and having a friend who will speak up and say, hey, um, 
I know you have that athlete's heart deep down inside of you because I've seen it in you. Um, so what is your five-year plan for the way that your fitness is going right now? Because I'm just curious because it doesn't seem like you are in alignment with who you really are. So friendship can be really valuable in that way. And also plus it's just like, it just warms your heart. Like I know everybody has a different love language. My love language is definitely flowers. Sometimes it's flowers I get from Costco and make little arrangements. Sometimes it's sending flowers. Sometimes it's flowers from my garden, depending on the season. And I'll tie a little ribbon around a mason jar and just drop it on someone's porch. And it's kind of my way of spreading a little love and showing love. Um, Other people might be cooks. I am definitely not. Uh, That is my insecure spot. But some people will invite you over for food. Um, Some people will find you like a cute little tchotchke or, oh, this sweater is, you know, just, that's one of my love languages for my daughter, Erilyn, because she's got um, an easy body to find things for and she loves clothing. So that's like my easy way of like sending love. But I just think with friendship that has to be one of the 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 ingredients that you have to put in there is that you have to find a way to consistently show love whether that's a voice message that you just send um and say hey I'm thinking of you you're on my mind whether that's a meal whether that's flowers whether that's hey let's meet up for a walk it really is important to keep pouring that into your friendships because it comes right back at you Obviously, that's not the only reason to put it in. You want to nurture and and love on your friends because they're good for you and you're good for them and we need each other. So I hope this holiday season that this is hitting somebody um, and making you think about like, what do I want? What are my 2023 goals for my friendships? Um, I know for me, uh, I have my girlfriend and Amanda. I'm in 2023. I will see her face in person. I will be able to smell her um, hair when I give her a hug. Um, I have another friend that's out in Georgia, Beth, that is on my 2023 list of friends. And then it's, you know, when I think of other friendships, like my friendship with my father, he and I both have um, a, a heavy interest in horseback riding. And he said something about being able to go out to Montana to see our family in Montana and ride horses this summer. And I'm like, yeah, let's make, you have to put it on the books. You have to make the time because time passes. Just this morning I was texting with, um, there's two other couples that we love to go to, like, we love to go to like a fancy dinner with maybe just only like three or four times a year, but I sent the text and now we're finding the date and it takes that effort, but we are going to do it. And I know I'm going to see my friend, Steve and Shelly, and I'm going to see his big old funny grin and hear his funny jokes and have some drinks and just spread some holiday cheer. And the anticipation of being able to do it with those couples and also the, it's not just the night of, it's the buildup. It's the excitement of like, ooh, we're going out to like a fancy holiday dinner. We're going to get to see our buddies. We're going to get to make some memories and spread some cheer. It's really good for my heart and um, humans need it. So I hope this message hits you. I hope you will put some thought into the effort that you put into your own personal friendships and what you want that to look like for 2023. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you are enjoying your holidays.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Diana Show. If you want to hear about weight loss, you got to tune in on Wednesdays. And if you want to hear about parenting, self-development, second marriages, blending a family of seven people in a three-bedroom house, mental health awareness, and all the other things that are the pieces of the puzzle that have been bringing us joy, tune in on Mondays. To connect with me, I'm on Instagram at ms.dianapiquet. Thanks, friends.